Greetings, my excellent friends, and welcome back to the Sandem School of Film podcast. Join us on our most excellent venture through time as we discuss all genres of film. My name is Tim. Me in the booth, as always, is Brad Al Jules. How are we? Bonjour. In the booth. In the booth. <laughs> it's yeah, still great. Still. Still, still great. It hasn't still worn off yet. Still here. <laughs> um, welcome back today, uh, Brad. Back to rotation. You're in charge of the booth today. Yep. Taking us back to your prime, 1985. 85. Um, this is peak Brad. Peak Brad. This is like... I don't think I understood this film when it came out. I, this is much later for me. But anyway. Sure. Were you a bit old when it came out, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, okay. I needed to get older. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> um, well, you're taking us back to watch the team, teen ca- coming, of age, coming of age. Coming, coming of, of age. age film, The Breakfast Club. Hit the bull- Oh, hang on, before you hit the booth, Jules, at the Sandem School of Film, we acknowledge and are grateful to our first storytellers, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the traditional custodians of the land that we are recording on. All right. Gentlemen, we're history. <laughs> Classy. Classy. Well, here we are. 1985. Yep. Um, not sure if we've been here before. We're probably we, about to find out. I reckon we, we, we reckon maybe one is of that, the Rockies. Do you have that written down? Is that part of your script? Yeah, it is. Uh, insert year. Uh, not sure if we've been here before. <laughs> Look, we all have the things that we're comfortable saying week in, week out. That's one of mine. All right. Just say my own personal flair. Thanks. Um, but speaking of things that I do well, it's time to do. <gasps> History with Brad. History with Brad. History with Brad. History with Brad. Oh, it's just like seriously. We know it's great, great, Brad. Come on, I'm with <laughs> you. Get on with it. <laughs> we are awesome. All right. Answer the question, Brad. <laughs> uh, 1985. Um, the Breakfast Club. Sorry, I completely had a mental blank on my movie. Board. <laughs> <laughs> I should Where have written that down. Uh, rated M appropriately. Um, hour 37. Yeah. Aspect ratio jewels, considering it's 1985. For 16 by 9. 185 to 1. Which is 16 by 9. Sure. <laughs> um, directed and written by John Hughes, who did... All the National Lampoon's Vacation films, Mr. Mum, 16 Candles, Weird Science, obviously The Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Some Kind of Wonderful, Planes, Trains and Automobiles, The Great Outdoors, She's Having a Baby, Uncle Buck, Home Alone (laughs) and a myriad of other films. The dude is a genius. Absolute genius. This is third Sandeep's appearance for John Hughes. Yep. Wow. Like how you used wow. a myriad there. A myriad. Oh, myriad. Yeah. Um, he, a- he had a format and it worked. Basically, the dude made a lot of money off writing a lot of these films. And they were just the ones he wrote and he directed a couple of others that he didn't write as well. So, good stuff. All right, 1985, what happened? Coke released the new Coke and nearly bankrupt themselves. <laughs> the Hazel Stadium disaster, which... I should have done a bit more research. It's either two. It's either the crushing one or the fire one. I think it's the fire one. Um, <laughs> Way to be insensitive. Actually, I meant to, I meant to do that. As soon as I wrote it down, it was Bogus. like, fuck, I was supposed to sequence one. The Hazel disaster actually was the fire one. So that was the old wooden stadium where um, the fire escapes, there was basically no fire escapes oh, and all yeah. the people in the stand um, couldn't get out in time. The stadium went up in seconds. Timber. From it was a timber stadium. Yeah. It was old. It was coated in something that was extremely flammable, oh, yeah. and a significant amount of people were basically burned alive because they couldn't get out of this old timber stadium. Oh, wow, um, it was horrific. And if you uh, if you ever do like a fire course at work for like fire safety or anything, yeah. if you're part of the fire team, you will watch this fire and you will sit there and just go, "Holy fuck!" Oh, they got it on film. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was oh, a wow. it was a um it was a uh, Premier League game. God. Um, oh, soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah soccer. Oh, I do know the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. it goes up in like 30 seconds. Yeah. It's like from just a tiny bit of smoke being seen to completely erupting in flames. Yeah. Done. 30 seconds. This has been Fire Safety wow. with Brad. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, <laughs> more uh, interesting stuff. The Unabomber kills his first victim. Oh, CDs yeah. were introduced. The Titanic was located and Rainbow Warrior was sunk in 
uh, Auckland Harbour by some French nationalists. Mm-hmm. Um, best picture was Amadeus. Best actress was Sally Field for Places in the Heart. And best actor was uh, <laughs> F. Murray Abraham for Amadeus. Every time I hear Amadeus, I think of Dr. Zeus. Dr. Zeus. And I feel like We're that's the second it. time I've made that joke because I definitely remember that. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm right. thinking. We've definitely done 85 before. Yeah. I didn't check. What this we is doing. not a repeat episode, people. Ooh, no, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> yeah. All right, Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Brad. Breakfast Club. All right, sum it up quickly. Um, bunch of kids from all different lives of walk, walks, lives of walk, <laughs> walks of life end up on Saturday detention together and realise that even though on the outside they're all different, basically they're all pretty much the same inside. Everyone's got issues, everyone's got problems, everyone's got challenges. They're just different for different people. Yep. And... They all find that that is their link and that's what brings them together, even if it is only just for that one day. Um, Mm. Does it change their lives? Probably. Are they better people after it? Probably. Mm. That's for you to decide. Mm. Mm. Or is it just life goes on? This is the whole thing. So being a teenager, as we know, is I'd be more towards the life goes on, Ken. Life maybe does go on. There is a, I found a terrific Reddit article the other day that... Uh, furthers the lives of these five. Mm-hmm. It's, I'll post it up. It's quite a good read. Oh, okay. yeah? Yep. It, I think this film's also really good at what you consider to be having a bad day is a normal day for others and what you consider to be a normal day is something that a lot of other people wouldn't be able to handle. But So it's all about perspective. No one knows what anyone else is going through. Mm. As I said, being a teenager is is difficult at the best of times, trying to be accepted, trying to fit in, trying to just exist with and just get on with your life and just maybe not be noticed. Um, I think this film sums, as much as it can, sums everything up in an hour and 37 minutes. Do you reckon the idea of the film is to... Because we obviously have got such a variety of people, if you will, even though there's only five of them. A variety of white people. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll come back to that later. But, well, it is 1985 Chicago, so. Well, Chicago. Anyway. Um, shit, I've lost my train of thought now. Uh, even though there's only five of them, obviously they've got a variety of people. Did you guys find that you would think back to your time as a teenager and were any of these characters somewhat relatable to you? Yeah. Yeah? Bits. I think it was, <laughs> you yeah. Were the, you were the bully, weren't you? Fuck no. I'm kidding. I'm I think it's <laughs> more that they were, they were Excuse me. like they were definitely stereotypes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. But stereotyped on purpose. On purpose, so that yeah. You could mix, mix and match. They needed to be different enough from each other, and yeah. and to that point, so you could relate to that stereotype. Yeah, and like even at the start, all the parents and the vehicles they drive mm. are very stereotyped to that, yeah. to each genre as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's clearly what they've set out to do. Mm-hmm. Like you said, to keep them or to make them different and relative. Yeah, the, and even with Bender just walking, like he just turning up. Yeah. Not in the car at all. That we can that we can then break down these these very clear stereotyped walls to discover <laughs> that we're all the same. Yeah. Kind of mm. mm-hmm. Um I think the just the character arcs from where we start off to where we end up on all these on all these people is just amazing. Um I I love all of them. Um there's they obviously all grow as people through the film um, from where they start up and as I said from where they they're, they're different people by the time they leave at the end mm. of the day they're, they're a lot more knowledgeable and maybe a bit more caring about other people do they go back to just living their normal lives straight after I'd hope not considering what they learnt in that day um, it's yeah I don't know this, for mm. me this film just like every single time I watch this film especially at the end I don't know, I just feel really good about myself. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know why. It's just like, I just love this film. It's I just the think soundtrack. It's, well, the soundtrack <laughs> is spectacular. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, um, Al and I were just quickly talking about it just before. This film would have cost absolutely fuck all to make. Oh, it was one set, or a couple of sets, and all the other sets were basically just a camera following kids around a school that they would have borrowed on like school holidays or, or <laughs> a weekend or something. Um, that one set of the library, and it... Yeah. As poignant as it was, and as dull as it was, it was also 
it was so important to be that dull room for those people. It's a pretty nice mm. library. I reckon it's a stunning library. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's got this amazing sculpture in the middle. Yeah, and like, yeah. it's like There's worse places than, to have a detention. Yeah. It's a lot, no, it's a lot beautifully nicer lit. than the library I had at school. <laughs> like heaps yeah. of natural light. Yeah. Um, but even High to the, ceilings. Um, the teacher, like I think even he has a bit of a, a reckoning when he stays, sits down with Carl, the janitor. Yeah, I think I kind of And he says, you know, well. these are the kids that are going to be looking after me when I'm old. And Carl just turns to him and goes, wouldn't count on it. Mm. And it's like because you treat them like shit, they're not going to be looking after you. Yeah, they're going to hate your guts. Yeah. And he goes through the whole thing. You became a teacher because of this, because of this, because of this. But mm. then you found out that it's actually really hard work. Did you spot Carl the janitor was the man of the year in one of the photos in the early montage? He's like, he, oh yeah, he was yeah, a kid good. at that school. Yep. Oh um, really? Yeah. <clears throat> man of the year. Mm. What do you have to do to be the man know. of the year? Just be a man, I guess. Just be a man. It's not, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I guess not, for me. It's not hard. Yeah. <laughs> for, for me, I was like, yeah, that one. this is you know, first time viewing. I'm assuming you guys have all seen this numerous yeah, times. times. Many yeah, times. Yeah, many. And I, like, I've known this film to be a bit of a, it's a thing, right? It's like, a it's, big thing. It's, definitely, it's a a thing. Thing. definitely a thing. And I didn't get it at all. Yeah, fair cool. I was like, I don't understand why it's a thing. And I think I was trying to figure it out. I think the only is this before you watched it or after you watched it? This is after I watched okay. it. I was sitting there going, I don't understand what the hype is. I definitely get that it's uh, obviously people coming out of their shells and discovering about you know, other people's issues and how they shouldn't judge them, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm like, look, is it... was? Why, I still don't understand why the film is so huge... Because there's a lot of movies about how we shouldn't view other people in a certain light and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, but uh, that are as nowhere near as big. Is it just that this was one of the first films to kind of have teenagers do it or something? Like, no, I don't do we think know this is why this movie exploded so much? Because it's really, really well written. I found this movie, honestly, like these those guys are in eight hours of detention. I felt like I was in eight hours of detention with them. I was just like, I just don't get it. I'm like, I, you know, like not, not to sound. Not to put it in a critical light, like I don't try to demean people's issues and things like that. And I was, I, it, they just felt like very, a lot of them, not all of them, but you know, a lot of their issues were very first world problems. Did you find it believable? Like, did I find it believable? Yeah, I think the the bully, uh, what was his name? Um, not necessarily their issues. Bender, John uh, Bender. Bender, yeah, yeah. How it all? Like I felt that we were jumping around a lot, and I know they're teenagers. Before we get to that, because that's what teenagers are like. But it's like they were it also like, willing to just share their But then story. would turn on each other straight away. Like, I didn't believe, I guess, a lot of the openness. Mm. These kids had a lot of emotional literacy. And yeah. I feel like... It was pretty impressive. Yeah, it was. And I feel like it was just too... Scripted. Maybe. The, the first time I noticed it was when... Um, Bender is talking about his family life. He's talking, you know, he's, I can't remember who his family's talking about, but he's like, oh, you know, it must be great. He's acting it out. He's, but then he's, he's talking about his own personal life. Like, if you're a bully and you think you're top shit, you're not all of a sudden just going to be this emotional waterfall. Like, to, to get someone to admit that they're being abused by their parents or whoever, like, man, there's a lot of walls up, so to speak. And for him just to kind of, like, openly talk about it, whilst it is really awesome that he talks about it, because, you know, from a movie perspective, we find out, okay, this guy, he's a dick, but there's a reason he's a dick. Like, you know, he's having a really hard life. Yeah, but then we also find out that deep down inside, he's actually not a dick. Yeah, yeah, but... Do we know? Do we Yeah, I think we do. Well, I think in the end, I still like, see the, him one as of the last man. scenes, I think we actually find out that him being a dick is just all an act and it g- genuinely underneath all that rough exterior, there's a really intelligent, really loving and a person that is crying out to be loved Which is, I mean, by that's, anyone. That's 101 kind oh. of like child abuse. and Absolutely. Neglect. But yeah. I mean, that's, that's what happens. And like, he does everything because it gives some form of reaction from someone and it, his version yeah. of a reaction is a bad reaction. So yeah. he just, he strives for the bad reaction. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's the same way a lot of you know, people who go and commit mass murders and school shootings and stuff. It's like, that's the same kind of behavior. Like, it's probably because I've been listening to a lot of true crime stuff. I'm like, man, this guy. But the thing is, is every single one of these people place. that are in detention could all be serial killers. Valid point. Like, the kid that's pushed to be the kid that's pushed to exceed. Well, they're all being well, not all of them, but the two of them are being pushed to excel in their field. One is a sports person, one is an as an academic. academic, Yeah, Yeah. there's the girl that basically is 
comes from some form of family that maybe there isn't anything wrong at home, but it's not enough that she needs. Mm. So she's just the one that sits there and, you know, quiet and doesn't say anything. And there's, there's an there's, element there's the of perfection required in her life that yeah. isn't necessarily anything. And that's to why do. she's a compulsive liar. Yeah. Um, and then there's the, you know, the, the, the princess rich girl that yeah. her parents think they can buy a love and she's looking for more than that. Why was she in detention again? I, I, can't, I, I, was, I was paying oh, attention. I don't think I we ever found out why she was in, did we? Because I know we the, the, the kid who's trying to be the perfect academic, you have to forgive me, I can't remember everybody's names. Uh, they don't mention Brian. names a lot. Brian. Brian. Um, I was... I was trying to figure out his story for ages. I was like, I was like, oh, why, why is he in there? And then they talk about he's like, oh, you know, I brought a gun because you know he's having suicidal. I'm like, man, you brought a gun to school and you just got a detention. I was like, geez, these are different times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the the Ali Sheedy character was just there because she had nothing else to do. Yeah, um, yeah with, I think he, but that Brian kid might have been there. Is he the only one we find out why? Oh no, because Bender had he did pull the fire alarm. Mm-hmm. What did Emilio? What did <laughs> Emilio's do? character taped uh, the, the kids' butt together. Yeah. Butt together. <laughs> really? <laughs> I must have hey, missed that. That, that. Yeah, you listen to the story, it's not that funny, man. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah, we don't know why Molly Ringwell's character's there. Yeah. Sure Maybe we do. do. I can't remember. Has, uh, I've seen this movie about a hundred times. Yeah. Have any of you guys had to do a Saturday detention? No. Yep. Is that? I oh, have. Not a really? Saturday, no. Is that, like, was that a thing? Because my school, we didn't have I Saturday did. detentions. Danny went for half the day. Oh, wow. But usually it got out of them because... I didn't have to school one once. Yeah. Right. I did once. rowing and that was pretty much a weekend detention. <laughs> <That> was, <yeah. laughs> you were there Saturday just and Sunday, yeah. so they couldn't really do anything. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. So I think I got rowing. to a point where I had so many after school detentions. You were a troublemaker. Just, yeah. I was a troublemaker. Yeah. I, if you didn't go to your lunchtime detention, you got an after school detention. And then my after school detentions got to a point where they just stopped hassling me that I had <laughs> detentions. And I was just like, guess I'm in the clear. <laughs> Crazy! I got to about seven or eight. So two wrongs do make a right. Yeah, like, yeah I think oh, they probably just looked at me and went, "That kid's a lost cause. We're just not oh, going to chase him anymore." I'm yeah. glad you. I'm glad you're here, man. I was like, I was like, I was I'm like, I had so many detentions, and I was like, and then they just stopped trying to get me to go to them. Maybe oh. they were they were trying to do reverse psychology on you. Yeah, quite possibly. That's you don't have a detention. Well, yeah. you should give me one, man. Yeah, well, yeah. give me a oh, detention. Oh, that's it. I'm coming because I'm, I'm a Saturday. disobedient child, yeah. <laughs> and I need I'm going to do structure. work. I like how <laughs> Bender pretty much kicks kicks the whole discussion off mm-hmm. when uh, they're talking about the clubs, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, "Oh, what?" You know, Brian's in physics club, and and uh, Molly Ringwald saying, "Oh, they're different. They're different kinds of clubs." And Bender goes, "Yeah, but to him, they're not. They're the same. Mm-hmm. There's, this is a social outing. This is you imposing your." click and you know so it's like he he kicks off the whole discussion like quite intelligently i think he's like no hang on like he's very considerate about what's who else is in the room and yeah yeah it's really i, I really like that and there was lots of that little those oh, little script editions that were like oh that's there's a, there's a lot about the on. the bender character so he's he's Obviously, the main character mm-hmm. out of all, even though they're supposed to be the five of them, he's the number one character. He's the one that that everyone watching it loves because he's the most animated. Um, I think in the end we find out he's he is super intelligent. So you're saying like in the, in the beginning he's kind of like an ant, not an anti-hero, but like you were. He comes in, he's being a dick, he's getting away with all this mischief. You were on board with his character because he he just shat me straight away. Mm. I was just like. Fuck this guy! Yeah, but the, like, you sit there oh. and you think there's someone crying out for attention. Obviously, we know that because it's the style of the film. Yeah, if I was <laughs> and in we're the adults room, and we can. If I was in the room, <laughs> I'd be avoiding him like the plague. Yeah, mm. but like after at the end of the day, you find out that it's all an act. None of yeah. it, like none of what he does or says, is he's doing it for attention. Mm. And he like he basically puts himself on the line. Like he he commits suicide for the rest of the guys to get back to the to the um. To the library yeah. because he's just like you guys. You, this is not what you guys want. I'm. This is me. I'm already here. And he goes off to the gym and and just cops more detentions to save the other guys. So yeah. he's a genuine guy. He's loyal. He's from the conversation he has. He's super intelligent. He could be like you know the ultimate person, but unfortunately, it just comes from his version of normal. Is not. Mm. Is as I said, something that all the other guys couldn't handle. Yeah, he's a really, really horrible but home then, life and. 
Yeah, mm. and his aggression towards life, he takes out on other people, and well, and it, it's also a case of like he might, you know, he probably doesn't know how to express kindness to people because he's never, he's never had it, he's never had it. He doesn't know. Yeah, he literally does not like his way of showing gratitude to someone is through like you know the kid who poke a girl with a stick, you know, because he likes it. Yeah, and that's that what I'm saying. So at the end, though, behavior. like after he's um sort of spent that time with Claire, mm. and you see him at the end, like she kisses him as, and then he's, I oh, know there's something you can sort of see something about him. It's like he's actually not the dick that everyone thinks he is. Yeah. It's it's all this show and this act and it's part of what everyone wants him to be so no one cares about him anyway. I might as well just be that. But yeah. once he's given the chance to actually not be that, we find out that he isn't that. Yeah, and they, I think like they they I think that's probably one of the things they really want to hammer home early in the movies cuz cuz they he brings up that home life thing really quickly. Mm-hmm. Like it's very early in the movie and I think obviously we're introduced to him and like I said, man, he just I was just like, fuck this guy. Even when I was his age, I was just like, I just, I couldn't stand people like that. Not that I was like bullied, but I just didn't like people like that. And then all of a sudden they they throw in that mix. And I think if I was a teenager and watched this movie, I would not have, I still would have hated that guy. But I think as watching it as an adult, I'm a little more on board with this story because I'm, Mm. I understand it more. You understand it more. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But I still, I don't know. But even to the point where like people don't even trust him. So when they're trying to get back to, the library. Mm. He says, we need to go through here. And then Emilio's character <laughs> says, no, no, we need to go here. And he goes, no, no, we can't. We have to go this way. And then they all just trust Emilio's yeah. <laughs> character and follow off and the, and the gates are shut. That's and a really it, big turning point in the film. Yeah. Like, and that's where he goes, you guys need to go. I'll take yeah. this. You know, That's the moment where they all start working together. Yeah. Um, and and there's she, uh, Molly Ringwald even pulls Andrew up on it. He's like, no, no, no. Yeah. We should have listened to him. We yeah. should have listened to Bender. Like, yeah, exactly. That's right. a really big moment. Plus, it's mm-hmm. a turning, as you said before, it's a, that's a turning point for Bender because he does sacrifice himself. He sacrifices himself. As opposed himself to him them. just acting out as he normally would, where yeah. he would be like, he could have thrown him all under the bus. Yeah, every man knowing himself, that he was, whatever. Yeah, and just basically just said, well, I'm already here. You guys might as well be with him. But he yeah. doesn't. Yeah. He says, you guys go. I'll take it. Well, but the, but the rest of the group does that for him. Beforehand, even oh, yeah, when he's under with, the table. Well, no, no, no. Even and before that, like with the door, right? When he, they're all like, great "Don't scene. screw oh, the, with the door." The door. Scene's great. Oh, especially with the especially magazines. with the little chair he puts there, <laughs> and the door flings it so hardcore <laughs> out of the way. It's, no, like, it's a so, great bit of visual comedy, though. So, for, for whatever reason, I don't know why. Maybe self-preservation. You know, he pulls the screw out of the door, so the door continually closes. Um, and then when the teacher comes in and is like, you know, who did it? What the hell? Everyone kind of backs him. And I couldn't understand that because, like, it was my school, man. The people, if I pulled a pin out of the door, yeah, the people would have been like, it was Julian. I'm not going down for his bullshit. Not that I ever did that. Oh, I did unscrew sure a chair one. Anyway, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though, because you've got a whole bunch of people there that aren't used to this this form of punishment, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Bender's obviously, he's been here before. He's got his own chair. Yeah, he's got his own yeah. chair. Everyone else hasn't, so you would have thought there'd be more self-preservation Yeah, there. Well, I was like, why do they to cover Because they're risking him? getting more detention by going along with it. Maybe, that's, maybe they're trying to nail home the whole, oh, there's a big divide between the teachers and students. Yeah. Yeah, that's supposed to be that. Oh, we're teenagers. We don't... We don't even though we don't like this guy, we're not going to throw him under the bus because we don't like teachers. It's more. the natural. Don't want to be on the adult side. Yeah, yeah. Like, especially if oh, kids oh, that age. makes sense. Yeah. The common enemy. Yeah, mm. common enemy. Yeah. So, and yeah. and especially that teacher too. He was a he was a dick. Yeah, but I'm glad that he definitely learned a lesson. You know, like to, in talking to the janitor, I can't remember his name, but Carl. Carl, Carl thank you. Uh, in talking to Carl, uh, I need to put just the characters on a running sheet. Run. Right oh, I need a whiteboard or something. Yeah, that's cool. There's, there's room in here. Um. Yeah, in talking to Carl, like, yeah, he does. I guess we see him somewhat learn a lesson, but for the second half of the film, I was like, where is the teacher? Because man, they are making all kinds of ruckus. They're smoking weed. They're, they're <laughs> the smoking music. weed thing. You'd be setting off fire alarms. And all oh stuff man! Like, like and like you know, I'm like, where is the teacher? That's like, also teachers. a really funny scene too, because it, it they really portray how like how smoking weed affects people differently. Oh, yeah. So you've got Brian who just basically turns into this absolute giggling 
idiot. Yeah. And then you've got Emilio, who <laughs> just turns into this ultra-aggressive, like, just mm. freak oh, running yeah. around. Yeah. And then you know, then you've just got the people where it doesn't really do much and then you've got the people that go sleepy yeah. and, you know, all that sort of thing. So, you know, you can't paint everyone with the same brush. Jules, what did you think when you first saw Emilio? Oh. When he was high, going around the it's punch in the air, and I was like, it did. "I was like, look, back in the day, I may have partaken in the devil's lettuce, and uh, <laughs> and I've never ever seen somebody oh, enjoy the devil's lettuce and then go on an extreme energetic. Yeah, what like about the, what about the prime yeah, scream that breaks the window? The, that breaks the window. I was like, well, <laughs> that's a bit over the top. No, you... <laughs> it's like that. Nah, you're not breaking a window just by." Primal screaming, it's but oh. yeah, no, I've, yeah, I've definitely seen people wear it effects like that. Really, absolutely, wow. yeah, lots of people. Maybe it was a bit of cocaine or maybe, something. Maybe who knows? But uh, the, that's the whole thing. It's like it affects everyone different. Yeah, all drugs affect bad. everyone different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. prescription ones as well. So absolutely. because that's the, I mean that's the other major thing with the when they get to that dead end when they're trying to get back to the library and and. Bender sacrificed himself. He shoves the weed into the Brian's pants. <laughs> then he says to look. Yeah, and you know Where is it? it's in Brian's underwear. <laughs> yeah, and you know that Brian only goes along with it because the poor kid's just scared out of his mind. I think, like, I, I, yeah. I don't actually think he did that as a means of helping out. I think he did it because he was too scared. Well, to fight yeah, back. he's not going to fight back yeah. against a guy that is physically twice his size. But still, he could have easily jettisoned that weed halfway back to the library. But again. You know, is it worth it? Yeah. Is it worth the repercussions? And of- maybe he also thought that, well, this is my chance to be cool. somewhat cool. Yeah, because he, he was gets like, up. He gets up pretty quickly and to go have a smoke. Yeah, mm. like he's he. There's no real hesitation mm. from him. Mm. I, I think like, that bothered me that scene. It's kind of like, oh, one person's gonna go have a smoke, so they all just like all of a sudden they're all just sitting back, kicking up, blazing a blunt. I'm just like. Fuck off! This like, is this no. is yeah. This like, is why I asked you whether you thought it was believable because <laughs> I <laughs> because what? I felt because <laughs> I felt that we went from this sterile everyone's butting heads to buddy buddy real quick like yeah. and all of a sudden everyone's opening up and it's just like yeah this isn't right this doesn't yeah, feel like just, this feels too mm. quick for all this to just mm, yeah. we're well past lunchtime by this stage. Yeah, yeah. They've been, know, there, they've been there since eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, like I think back to the some of the very bright students. Now I'm not going to say I was one of the bottom of the barrel ones. I was just your average guy cruising through school. But some of the more academic students that we had at school, like you know, I think I think to them, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if if I was started blazing up in the back of the library because for whatever reason they were in a Saturday detention with me, they would never in a million years, even if they had all the life issues, like like thinking back to these people, they would never come and just blaze up in the back corner with me. I'm like, it just, it was too unbelievable for my liking. I was just, I just wasn't on board with, Hmm. I get the idea of they were trying to, um, you know, show that they're all starting to get along and they're all trying to be making their own decisions and things like that. But I was just, it just felt too, ridiculous it definitely shifted for me from like yeah now like the the back half of the film i know i was noticing i was i was daniel day lewising it i was noticing how good the script was and how good the performances were was a curl. you know like i'm i'm now no longer thinking so much that they're teenagers in detention i'm now involved in the characters and and wow Judd Nelson's doing a great job, or mm-hmm. hey. Emilio's doing a great <laughs> job. You know, like, yeah. So you're right that that came up. Like, I I came into this film worried. I'm like, I haven't seen this in ages. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the John Hughes stuff is not so hot now. Uh, and we talked it's dated. We talked a bit about that in uh, when we covered Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Um, sure, yeah. But I still really enjoy it. Like this, I was I was captivated. Like I was definitely. Mm. It's still a relatively easy watch. It's yeah. a very easy watch. Mm. It's a very easy watch. And I the reckon. and the thing I had the most trouble with is that they all partnered up at the end. Yeah, I had big problems with that. I you know, like the biggest problem I had was was Ali Sheedy, you know, putting makeup on and oh, all no. of a sudden, yeah, oh, and all yeah. of a sudden she's attractive and yeah, she's like, no longer weird. It's like, yeah. are you kidding me? I'm like. like Come mm. on. Yeah, it's like you're only accepted if you follow the conformist lifestyle and put yeah, on the makeup. Yeah, so that's sort of where I had the biggest like trouble. She lost her identity, I felt like. it's Yeah. Yeah, but I was still on board. Like the, the circle where they're all really opening up 
mm. is is a stunning piece of writing. Mm. Um, yeah, it's and, and that's that's a really good scene. And there's a lot of peer group pressure in that. And yeah, you know, it goes and up to the and question, down. Claire. Yeah, it goes. Um, it really goes up and down. But uh, it's also and Andrew's the- monologue is is pretty great. It's pretty stunning. Yeah. Is that the one where he's talking about why he's there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Win, win. And he's talking about, and then all he could think about was just the humiliation of the other guy going home to have to tell his father about it. Emilio has always had that really good stare. Mm. He's always been good at that staring into blankness while he's telling (laughs) a story. Mm -hmm. Like he's whether he's he was great at Gordon Bombay, Charlie Conway, (laughs) correct? Yeah, Uh, yeah. Yeah. nodding his head. Yep, (laughs) pretty good at Billy the Kid as well. Yeah, (laughs) Billy the Kid, Young Guns. guns. All right, (laughs) yeah, right. Um. I, I was really bothered that Claire uh, ended up you know, hooking up with um, Bender. Bender, because I mean, those two butted the heads the most, didn't it, they? You know, what, it was, and it was really yeah, annoying. But me that's the thing, and and it, as he said though, so you know, don't you want to get back at your parents? Wouldn't I be outstanding <laughs> at that? And I was like, this is where I'm going. Okay, this guy's he's really literate, and this, I really like him as is a character. I think he's awesome. Mm. But he does say he says that after she's already kissed his neck, though. Like yeah. she comes to the little. There's also a lot of implication in. on that scene, though, because we cut away from that, so we don't know where that ends. That scene. oh yeah, but he's he does the whole like at the end he puts he's got her earring in his yeah. ear. It's kind of like the old swapping the t-shirts. That mm. old. How about how about him passing her right in front of mum when she's waiting in the car? Oh, I wanted that. Yeah. yeah, she's waiting in the car, and it's like oh, that's a bit weird. Isn't it? Mm. That's, yeah, I was like, hang on, she's leaning on her car and then gets in the passenger. I'm like, hang on, yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, you're there for detention. This yeah. is. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's the thing. Maybe her parents are just like they just. I don't know. I feel like I think part of me see, feels like that's an acting opposite. out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, she, it's an acting out thing. Yeah, her parents 100%. would be like strict, you know, like get the away from that. No, because no, her, her old dad man at the yeah. start is like, oh, everyone skips class to go shopping. Don't uh, worry about. Oh, it. That's why. Oh, she's there. That's why. Yeah. But like he didn't. Yeah, he didn't care. Like he's just like, yeah. and but she was. She was angry at him because he didn't get. Her, didn't get her out of it. Yeah. So right. it's almost like she's walking over. She'd, she's walking over him. You can tell. Maybe mum's mm-hmm. a bit of a different story. I don't know. You but can, there's also the. Um, this is a very American school system as well. So. The school system that they run in the States is, is very, very different to here. We run a very English-orientated system. So in an Australian school, there's probably a very low chance that Claire would even be at that school if her parents were that wealthy. Like they, She wouldn't be sent to just a standard old state school. She'd go to some form of, of public school or, or, you know, or a Catholic school or something along mm. those lines, something with prestige and, and, you know, history. And, and history versus just a... I'm not saying that happens all the time, but it would be more likely, I would say, yeah. that she would go not go to that school and hang around with that riffraff. It's funny that you mentioned that, actually, like two episodes ago when we did uh, the old 0% Tokyo Drift... Drift. <laughs> um, I remember thinking <laughs> the same thing because, um, you know, it's like this full gangland school where there's like metal detectors and blah, blah, blah. Yet this, you know, uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor's son is driving around in this $80,000 or whatever it was, Dodge mm. Viper. I'm like, oh, man, you have got both ends of the spectrum right there. Yeah, well, that's it. The school. private school system that we know doesn't exist in the States. Yeah, right. doesn't exist in, a lo- in most non-English-based countries. Mm. Um, so like when like when Frenchy when poet society, yeah, I think yeah. it does exist. It, it does exist, but it's for ultra rich. Yeah, yeah it's not something like that an average person of that's you know gets some form of chance can send their elite. kids to. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the ultra elite versus just something that can happen to you here. Yeah. That and that's you know when's Dead Poet Society is set? Uh, when's it set? It's like, yeah, it's like old school as so hmm. different different yeah. times now. Yeah, but yeah, ah, uh, yeah. Do you, I, I'm interested to hear from you, Tim, and maybe you, Brad. This oh, this thanks, film, man. well, school <laughs> thing. This, jeez, oh, <laughs> I've been put in my place. Yeah. <laughs> no, this. I remember this film was the only good thing. So when you got like a, it was like a rainy day or, or a wet day timetable. Wet day timetable. Thank you, Tim. Or there was some reason that you you we were allowed to watch a movie. We were mm-hmm. allowed to watch something in class. Mm-hmm. We'd have to go to the library. I don't know if it would have been the same system maybe with you, Tim, and maybe Brad. I don't know. Because we're sort of evenly spaced apart. 
in our schooling, even though we all went to the same school. Uh, but you had to go to the library and talk to the AV guy and he would put it on there and then pipe it through to your classroom. Oh, I don't remember that. Don't remember that? Nah. Oh, we man. had a TV wheeled in <laughs> with a VHS player on it. Okay, so I'm the middle years. Well, mm-hmm. so what you do is you go to the AV room and then and they have these like shelves of VHSs and it was all garbage. It was all boring educational stuff. And then the breakfast club. And that was so it was always like the one that you'd put on. You're like, you know. Interesting film to have at a school. Yeah, like, well, uh, exactly. But it was like by far the most, the coolest Oh, absolutely. Film to put on, yeah. Yeah. Are you implying that at my school we didn't have TVs or VCRs? Well, no, because it was- Yes, that's what he's implying. We even had walls and roofs, No, I I definitely (laughs) discovered this film at school, Mm. like literally at school. At my school, though, the the wet day timetable film, for some reason, I can't remember what it was beforehand, but when I was in about year eight, it became- National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> Christmas Vacation. Christmas yeah, Vacation right. was literally the wet day timetable film. See, that I don't you'd remember, I don't remember having wet day wet day timetable from primary school onwards. Did, is that a thing? Well, I, I don't they know. Just I don't know. It, was just whenever, it was whenever, yeah. like, we got we, there was nothing. I mean, maybe it was a sub teacher, or I don't know. Yeah, it was like okay, whenever. Yeah. Oh, let's. Well, all right, we're going to watch a movie this class. Got to remember, I finished school before like public internet was available. So yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, at our school, they kept us in chains, and we had to go and dig the the <laughs> trench, and we'd sing together. And it's just hey. community service. <laughs> you mow yeah. the grass on ours. <laughs> 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 one, one of my friends' oh, brothers went to a. Here come the Cheltenham kids again. One of the, <laughs> don't look him in the eyes. <laughs> One of my friend's brothers went oh. to a, a very elite uh, private school in Melbourne where you spend a certain year off campus, mm-hmm. basically on a farm. And I said to him, I was like, Tom, what did what'd you do while you were there? And he goes, we dug a dam. Wow. <laughs> by oh. hand. Whoa. Like, That's Camp really, Krusty top stuff. <laughs> it was literally that. And it was like, wow. Oh, and your parents black. paid like $20,000 a year for you to go and like literally dig a dam by hand. He went, yep. Suck. Wow, mm-hmm. what, that's probably like such a slap in the face. Like your elite education isn't going to save all of you. Yeah, <laughs> bring these kids down or wrong. Yeah, exactly right. So. Uh, just, just so you know, our wet day uh, film was Planet of the Apes. I yeah. don't the, know why. As in the nineteen sixties one, sixties one. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. Awesome. It was could have been worse. It, it, I've Zayas, watched Dr. the Zayas. start. I've watched the first forty-eight minutes, however long a period was at class. Yeah. I watched the first forty-eight minutes of that so many times. <laughs> you know how it more ends. More times right? that I look. Yeah, I think it I've seen it once. <laughs> you blew it up. Anyway, um, yeah, Planet of the Apes. There's this one teacher. He was obsessed with it. So and here I was, like, I just thought we were sent out into the rain in high school. I didn't think, I thought that was a primary school thing. Yeah, maybe. I can't remember. You might be right. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, I, I very much enjoyed watching Ali Sheedy this time. Mm. Had a lot of interesting stuff going on with her eyes. She was mm. always, like, doing stuff She said so much eyes. without saying anything. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Like, mm-hmm. But and even like, while she was talking, her eyes were, like, Doing different stuff, you're like, oh, and she'd open her mouth to say something, but not say anything a lot. Like mm-hmm. it was this, mm-hmm. like this hesitation. She's she was really intelligent in her way because she was really good at listening to everything everyone said, yeah. yeah, and not commenting on it, like just soaking up the information until she had enough information to then say something. Yeah, so she didn't. She was very um, premeditated in everything that she did. So and she knew how to stir people up the right way. Mm. With the lies that she used and the stories that she told, because she knew the story about her and a therapist. She told that story because she knew that that would drive Claire insane. Yeah, and she told these other stories because it knew that would drive the other people insane. So the and she was just like a, she was a kleptomaniac or a, a, a pickpocket because yeah. just for something to do. Mm. So but then she funny. tells everyone that she she does that. She give, she like gives oh, Brian back. back his wallet. Yeah. <laughs> So, it's so funny. The whole time that I was watching her character, I couldn't help but think that she was going to become the pigeon lady in Home Alone Two. <laughs> I was Ooh, just like, shared I was like, universe. I like yeah, that. yeah. It was just, I think it was just her, her like, lady. I don't know, her goth outfit. Well, I don't know, was she goth or whatever she was, whatever that that, that she was going for. Uh, I, I just kept her outfit. Just kept reminding me of the pigeon lady. I was just like, oh, <laughs> they kind of look alike, I guess. The most of these guys rolled straight from this film. The 16 Candles, right? Into 16 Candles. Because we're talking prime Molly Ringwall, yeah. Queen of Hollywood era, mm-hmm. where basically she could touch a piece of shit and it had turned to gold. Mm-hmm. This is with, the, with, she plays Claire? She's yeah. Claire. Right. So she was the 80s darling. Really? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, very much John Hughes, 
she's in a lot of John Hughes films. Yeah. He, he obviously thought she was fantastic, and ev- and all the films that she was in that he wrote were big films, like yeah, Sixteen right. Candles and that sort of she's stuff. She's in like. Elmo's Fire too. Yeah. Is she? No, I think her character gets replaced by. Um, fuck. I've definitely I, seen her in a lot of stuff, but I can never name? remember. What's her name? Demi Moore. Demi Moore, I think, it replaces really? Molly She's Ringwald. Oh. Ali Sheedy's in it. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say, most of these guys rolled straight from this into St. Elmo's Fire, which was the progression of this film. So this is early teenagers. Yeah. St. Elmo's Fire is late teenagers, early 20s. Yeah. Right. This is Same like cast. College. Yeah. So I... So, Follows the same characters or no? No, 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 no. no. But same style of film, but they're yeah. just older. Yeah, right. So it, but it was there was perfectly spaced that the people that would have been Breakfast Club's fans, as they grew older and out of Breakfast Club, rolled straight into St. Elmo's Fire. Mm. Yeah, I haven't. Seen and it would have been either. the same people because the spacing out of that film was done. So it was the Brat wow. Pack of all that they called them at the time. So it was like Charlie Sheen, Emilio, um, <laughs> Demi Lowe. Moore, Rob Lowe. Um, oh, Ellie Sheedy, Andrew McCarthy, Andrew McCarthy, yeah, right. Um, Judd Nelson's Judd in Nelson's it well. in it as well, yeah. Yep. And so the same, most of the same guys into this same oh, film. That's right. It was Joel Schumacher that did St. Elmo's Fire. Mm. That's why it's yeah, yeah. But you're I right. Have, I haven't. But seen it is it. like it is quite the continuation. <laughs> it's a progression of, and as yeah. I said, it would have been the same people that were massive Breakfast Club's fans five years later oh, were no, massive it, St. Elmo's Fire fans. Came right. out the same year, did it? Yeah, it was '85. True. Wow. Okay. That's blown me. Yeah. I thought it was like a couple of years later. Oh, right. Yeah. There you go. Still, same thing. Quick fact. Huge song that goes with the film. Like we all know that the song that goes with this film, the St. Elmo's Fire song, same thing. See, it's so funny. Like every time I hear that song, I, uh, for me, I think I relate it back to, I think it's Grand Theft Auto Vice City. <laughs> yeah. I think it's in, uh, it's in Vice City. Because you know? I was going to say, if, if you... If you think of this film, you think of this song. Yeah. And if you think of this song, you think of this film. Yeah. Well, I do anyway. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. And it's like they're part, they're this same homogenous. It's exactly. the same thing. Exactly. It's right. like the Beverly Hills Cop theme. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you guys have an answer to this? And it's bugged <laughs> me ever since I first watched it. It's 42. <laughs> <laughs> Just to well, throw good, back to our last Good callback, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is, is there any reason why Bender's fist pump is delayed with the freeze. <laughs> is there any reason <laughs> why your fist pumps too. takes three <laughs> extra steps and then it freezes? It's why so is awkward, that? isn't it? I hate it. Oh, I really? hate it. Why doesn't it freeze as soon as he fist pumps? Yeah. It's so awkward. I'm thinking there's got to be a story behind it. Oh, man, it. I want to go back and watch it now. I read it's somewhere. It was, I would have thought, thought you would have just gone, what well, the hell? I think I've seen the... I've seen the I've actually seen that fist pump. Like I said, I've never seen the movie, but I've seen that fist pump like in all the- Family all Guy the did. U- Family Guy does it. Oh, it's no, no. But even like oh, yeah. the YouTube movie review channels yeah, yeah, that I yeah, watch yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like they've talked about Breakfast Club, which is how I knew it was such a huge thing. I knew all about the music. I knew about the fist pump. I knew it was a bunch of teenagers. Like I knew so much about this film, but had never seen it. Um, but yeah, but I never, I've like, never seen- Did the, they do that on the, purpose? The, the fist I don't know. Pump. I think it was- make an, him walk. I read somewhere <laughs> it was an ad lib, that he, the fist pump. Yeah, but okay. That's no excuse. That's an editable the, thing for though, the awkward it? pause, the, yeah, right. the awkward three steps. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> but it is a super iconic scene. Like it's yeah. in. It's like used as a shorthand now for the eighties. I reckon. Yeah, I've yeah. definitely yeah, seen yeah, a, that, lot of, yeah. a lot of a lot of takeoffs. Scene, that shot. Mm-hmm. You can uh, still like wear that in, shot, and most people will know what it is. Yeah, yeah. like they mm-hmm. use it in uh, Bumblebee. Yeah, like new Bumblebee. Like yeah. Bumblebee's watching. The Breakfast Club and and he does the fist pump at some oh, point. Right. Okay. Like, Another good film with quite a fantastic soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah I haven't seen it. I did like it's the scene not, when when uh, when Ben is getting more and more detentions, and it reminded me of the. I, I'm sure it's like. Do you care? Up. No. Yeah. Right. When when Bart Simpson's getting okay, three weeks. He's like, "Yo, you think you can do better?" And then Bart's like, "Maybe I'll just keep my Maybe big mouth I'll shut." Keep my sh- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they took it off directly, but absolutely. I, I did like that. I was like, because all of a sudden I was like, "Ah, oh, it's." And everyone's it's like turning around, yeah. going, "Stop it!" <laughs> yeah. I actually forgot because I'm I'm currently going back through the Simpsons. I'm oh time. yeah. Those and early those early yeah seasons, I start yeah thrilling. I started from the start and I'm I'm up to somewhere in season four now. But um, yeah. yeah, when I was watching that scene last night. I was waiting for that line. I was maybe waiting I'll for Bender to go, up. maybe I'll shut yeah, up. Yeah, that's what and I I'm thought like, he was going to Oh, say. no, that was the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah. like it was that scene, yeah. <laughs> now, am I correct in thinking, I, I think I heard 
one of the YouTube channels mentioned or whatever that a lot of the script is actually just ad libbed. Is that right? Or yeah. Am I? Is it? Is it something else? No, they were just kind I of. I don't know. That too. Time. I, I think it's still. Maybe there was. This is what we want you to portray. You make up the words, but mm. this is the feeling we need. This is where we need you to be. Oh, yeah. Here's a basis. Work with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's one of those things. Cut after cut after cut. Work Possibly, with that. Let's yeah. add this. Let's do this. You know, yeah. give me a they bit did more say here. there was a lot of rehearsal time for this, which is unusual for film. Mm. They had a lot of time together, just hanging out, getting to know their characters in relation to one another. And you know what? It shows though, and maybe that's a lot of things that a lot of films these days need to do. But then again, I suppose there's a lot of guys that are big actors that have got busy schedules and stuff. Yeah. But it seemed to work. Like they were they were young kids. It always does. Whenever you hear of a film that gets rehearsal time, mm. it always pays better. off. Like I I have no examples right now. Breakfast I mean, they clock. probably rehearsed for Bill and Ted. That's fair. It's reasonable <laughs> oh, to say. It goes without saying, you know. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's better than the y- y- about not breaking character on set type rubbish. We always so Judd Nelson didn't break character. Yeah, see that, which me. which really grates me. And he just spent a lot of time bullying Molly Ringwald, which is just. Like what a horrible, so uncool. It, yeah, like yeah. no and one a, wants to work. And like so that. apparently, he nearly got fired. Wow, um, wow. John Hughes and he and John Hughes never sort of saw eye to eye after that again. Yeah, uh, because there was talk of doing sequels to these, like coming back every sort of ten years and having another crack at these characters. Yeah, right. Um, but the the John Hughes Judd Nelson rift from that was was. Too big, and, right. and quite frankly, I'm on John Hughes' side. Yeah. Like, oh, totally. You're at a job, mate. Like, that's the thing, and and you know, I know you need to have a certain, you'd have to have a certain ego to be an actor, anyway. I reckon. Just, I don't know. Like, I just feel like it's, it'd be part of that job, that you are working so hard on your own craft that, you you just you just think, oh, I'm getting in character. I'm not breaking it, and that's just a cool thing to do when in fact mm. it actually affects everyone else around you. Well, you know, the same thing happened with uh, Jim Carrey. Uh, oh, that he, documentary yeah. is horrific oh, to watch. That's a hard watch. Because I've always loved Jim Carrey and then when I watched that documentary, I, I lost a whole lot of respect for him. Yeah. What documentary? It's where he plays Andy Kaufman. What's a... Uh, the, Man on the Moon. Man yeah. on the Moon. The film's yeah. Man on the Moon, but the doco is called... Being Andy or something? Being, yeah. Or? yeah. And Andy and me. Is, Andy and me. Oh, it's so bad to watch. Like he's... He, he's just driving everyone ballistic to the point where people people are just like like man I don't want to work with this guy even like uh, like Danny DeVito is just like dude just get out of my face because he's just continuing to do um, what do they call it what's the method, method acting. acting method acting thank you and it's just like it's like dude you need to stop but like there's like, like Andy Kaufman died of cancer right but there's a whole there's a whole party man of the moon where he's suffering and deteriorating from cancer and he was like that on set people had to help him around and like it was bizarre. It's bizarre to watch. Mm. Yeah, it was. But it's cool. like you know this whole um, what's his name that did the Joker uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, like it's all that like sending yeah, dead things to yeah. other cast yeah. members and you know it's like all and use condoms and stuff. It's like it's what are you just doing? Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. You never, never hear of any female actors. It's just method such acting. an ego like, thing. Ego, yeah. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. 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 It's like yeah. it's like yeah, mm. it's like you almost they think they have the right. To do it. Well, I think that there are a lot of those guys are just trying to, like, emulate like De Niro doing his method acting. But yeah, but it's still not cool. <laughs> no, it's no, almost no. like they want people to look back on the film and go and and recite. Oh yeah, such and such was in character this, and for everyone else to go, oh wow, that's awesome. But yeah. in reality, you're just like, what a douchebag. Like, I, ain't, I need yeah. to hear about that. Like, there's a difference between that and you know, you hear. Heath Ledger had his Joker diary and went away and locked himself away for a few months. Yeah, that's all good and well, but he didn't He's impose that on anyone, anyone yeah, else. That's right. Right. He still turned up to set as Heath Ledger. Yeah, as a professional and yeah. did it, you know, like. Mm. Yeah, so I think, like, I, I can understand the whole rift with uh, Judd Nelson and. John Hughes. Thank you. And especially <laughs> with John Hughes because he made a career out of making teenage films. Yeah. So he needed to, and especially maybe as. I don't know. Maybe that's why he he really liked Molly Ringwall as an actor, mm. and he used her in like she'd been in heaps of his films. Mm. And then if all of a sudden if he's come along and started basically bullying her all the time, yeah, then, yeah, dude, point. you're you're out. And Judd Nelson had the potential, especially after this film, to be this next big thing. He could have been the Tom Cruise of that era. 
Yeah. But maybe John Hughes. And John Hughes had a lot of power at this time, so maybe he stopped that. Yeah. Because realistically, he didn't do a lot after this. Yeah. John Nelson. Yeah. yeah. Not a what lot. Is it? Transformers what? was after this. What are you talking about? He played Hot Rod. He played Rodimus Prime. Is it, what, what he is lit he their darkest hour. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a lot of... Um, I, oh. like, I know the name really well, but like, can, mm. can you spout off something more modern that he's been in? Airheads. He was the producer he was in, in Airheads. He was Jimmy... Palantine. Jimmy Wing. Jimmy Wing. Oh, Palantine Records. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <Yeah>. Chad. <laughs> Chaz. Right, okay. Just he's, want to reach out um, and touch somebody. <laughs> he's Mr. Big in what was that series? Oh, in Sex in the City. Sex in the City. He's Mr. Big. Yeah, the same guy. Yeah. What? No, no, it's not. No, no, no surely. No, no, it's not. No. 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 It might be. <laughs> these guys. So, I mean, these guys know Sex in the City. I've watched oh, a lot of Sex in the what. City. I'm just going to put that out there. And I didn't like the movies. He's a real shit. Miranda. I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> what's, oh. the, what's the from um <laughs> from uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall? He's like, what? What was the? What's her name? The oh. I sleep with everybody. What's his? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Anyway, man. it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> the. <laughs> the bender under the desk. Oh, dude. Scene. Oh, yeah. my God. Have you, you know, I think Molly Ringwald wrote an article about that. Oh, really? Yeah, so she watched she watched it with her daughter <sighs> when her daughter was only 10, I think. Mm. But she, she says something about that she, it sounded like her daughter had seen it before with her friends or something. Yeah, right. And... All of a sudden, she had this thought about what happens when that scene comes up. Will her daughter say anything? And I think her daughter mentioned, like she said, oh, mum's underwear or something. And she was like, oh, no, that's not actually me, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But then it got her thinking about that whole scene in general. Um, And apparently, she had a whole series of conversations with her in the following weeks about what what that is and why it's... I'm not explaining this very well, it re- but you know no, what I mean? but like, it really... Because in the movie, it's really portrayed as like, oh, man, what a dickhead. Boys will be boys, though, but what a dickhead. But where in actual fact, that's like, a, dude, you are it's seriously disgusting, yeah. assaulting this person right now. Like yeah. People go to jail for stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, you, you just don't do that. Whereas it's kind of just brushed off in the film, which is, I think, is why it bothered me so much that she then ends up you know, hooking up with him, you know, mm. like kind of being all chummy and friendly with I'm like this guy you know he's trying to sexually assault you super serious like why all of a sudden because he, why, he because he told you a sad story and he's having a bit of a hard time that doesn't justify a lot of the shit that he does mm, you know absolutely. like if imagine how the legal system would be in the world if, if that's how it was man you know I killed those 30 people but I had a hard life oh that's alright you know you you go, go then but, here's know, like, a diamond earring here's a diamond earring mm. you're like yeah it just, it's like just one you know what like <laughs> You know, you, it wasn't him. Be- it was Chris North as Mr. Big Brother. Ah, yeah. Right. I mean, I wasn't going to say it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, I mean, it was obvious. But anyway, that's cool. Uh, we'll get him on a um, future episode. But yeah, and maybe it like it portrays just how like horrific that sort of stuff is. But how yeah. normal women just had to deal with that all the time. Yeah, that's it. Very, and very just different kind of, times. Yeah. You know, um, um, but it was just totally brushed aside, and I it bothered me so much. I was just like... Well, it's passed off as comedy, right? Like, it's passed yeah. off as... Yeah, it's like, I think oh, that's, what yeah, he's doing? Like, that's oh. the bigger... That's the the bigger issue about it that I have. It's like... Yeah. It's how it's played. Like, yeah. Yeah, an event can happen in a film that's, that's you know, not good, mm. but it's how it's portrayed in the film yeah. that, really, that really dictates... Yeah, is the film saying the this is okay behaviour? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like... Oh. And and this film, like you said, was a, it was a real like boys will be boys attitude. Yeah, yeah very much so. Yeah. And in and you know in no reality that's okay, but you just really it, that's where it shows its age, doesn't it? Like it shows yeah. how blasé they bloody were about all this. Sort Maybe of that's shit. what bothered me a little bit was that uh, nobody. You know, there was there was a lot of you know people. Let's say you know, I'm going to put it in, in you know inverted commas there. Uh, there was a lot of people like learning how to somewhat rebel, but it didn't really feel like to me that the people who were <laughs> a bit shit, like you know, bullying and just whatever, did, they didn't really think like, there was no recognition of them going, "Hey, maybe we should be better people." Like I think it was everyone was really happy to rebel and be and you know, kind of go off the rails a little bit. Uh, 
It's almost like the, yeah, re- the rebellers got their way. Yeah, is and, that what and you're saying? that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. I was kind of like, oh, you know, it's the to me, it felt like the movie was trying to portray that. Oh, you know, like saying screw the system and rebelling is is the way to go. You know, like it's, and I think that bothered me. Yeah, like did did the rebellers learn anything, or did they just convert others into? Yeah, I was kind of like, I was really hoping that um, that Bender was gonna learn more of a lesson. I thought I was hoping that he was going to be like, you know what? Yeah, you have a hard life, but you know you're you're a right fucking asshole. Because the harsh reality like, is, he's still got to go home though. Like you know, yeah, he's, he's got to go home. But you know, like, hey, you know, I, I think I really would have dug it if there was a scene where there was a one on one between Claire and Benna and her just sitting there and, and being like, you know what? Like you know, it sucks, but you know, you need to be the better man. You know, just because you're being treated this way, and you know, like you got to be kind to people. But like, if, if there was a lesson where he learnt something like that, where he was like, "Yes, I'm on board with bettering myself and not being my dad," like I would have been on board with that. But it's yeah, just that, it's like it's yeah, it, it's cementing being a prick to people gets him what he wants. Yeah, yeah, very much so, so. to a degree, I suppose. Yeah. Like, obviously, not everything because. He's still in detention and all that sort of stuff. But. Yeah, valid. Anyway, we, you know, boys, you know, we are absolutely kicking on in time a bit. Sorry, I was just thinking, Ali Sheedy was really busy this time. Like, she was in this and then St. Elmo's Fire. She was in Short Circuit the next year in 86 oh, circuit, as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, all, like, all these actors were, like, super busy. How like, good is Short Circuit 2? Yeah. I love it way more it's than good. the first one. It's good. <laughs> All right. Me a hero. Oh yeah, he's like sparking. He's like, oh, he's an emotional <laughs> robot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Anyway, uh, yeah. So we are kicking on a bit. <laughs> uh, well, I think we're um, kicking on towards one of Al's favourite segments. <gasps> well, if that's the case, it could only be every film has a shared universe. Mm. Brad, no. what do you reckon? <laughs> 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 no. See, I, I kind of feel like this one's pretty easy to be honest. Yeah, um, it's set in a high school, right? It's yeah. in a high school. It's the same high school that um, you know, like Bill and Ted Wet could have gone to. Well, now nah, it's in Chicago. I uh, love the thought. True. I love the thought though that there's all this like serious uh, emotional development of these five characters in this library, and at the same time, in the auditorium next door, Bill and Ted are. Are like practicing their band, like their oh, band yeah. rehearsal. Like they're just like, whoa. <laughs> well, could it have been the same high school as Ferris Bueller went to? Yep. So then Ferris Bueller, we connected that to the BTU. So there you go. Did we? That was like three. Did we? Oh, we probably <laughs> did. <didn't laughs> we? Yeah. I mean, I was, I was thinking yeah. that same uh, high school. Yeah, same high school. Uh, you know, Bender could even be like. I mean, obviously the 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 areas are different between Chicago and San Dimas, but Bender could be like uh, Ted's older brother. And his dad, you know, abusive, horrible prick, used to be a real asshole to the mum before the mum finally packed up and left town. And then, you know, like, eh, maybe, 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 no. no. I'm reaching? Am I reaching too much? Don't know, don't know. Maybe a little? Nah. Reach with me, boys. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't feel that with... Um... Did we see any phone booths in the movie? No, I don't think so. <laughs> we, no, hardly left the one, we hardly have <laughs> left the one set. <laughs> Valid point. Yeah, you get two. You get two shots outside. So, yeah, I mean, look, you know, same high school. Same high school. Good. You could do. I just love the thought of them passing each other in the corridor, like ah. you know, in between class, and and they've all just had this massive Saturday. And, and Bender can't bully Bill and Ted because they're unbelievable because they're just so <laughs> they're happy just so and, nice and, and yeah. just. <laughs> hey, dude. <Yeah. laughs> See, it's funny because in reference to what I asked you guys earlier, if you kind of felt like you could relate to any of the characters, I didn't. I couldn't relate to any of them because I think I was just, I would just fly through the middle of just, I would fly through in plain sight but be completely invisible at the same time by kind of, I was like the Bill and Ted of my school. Like I was just a quirky idiot with well, my mates. we were just never like good at anything. Like you just, we oh, weren't, no, we weren't was, academic. Hang on yeah. a minute. Just say, we weren't <laughs> academic. We weren't amazing at sport. Um, we weren't we weren't terribly good looking. Uh, <laughs> we I mean, back then, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're so. I'm aging well. Yeah, yeah, like I, 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 yeah. I, I um, so yeah, you're kind of in that middle ground where yeah. you just yeah, people just, know you're there. It's cool, whatever. I get along with everyone. Yeah, average, a couple of people. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, flying through being an average human really well. You know? Well, I think that's what we talked about at the start of it. 
the the five characters being like very stereotypical, ultra like, stereotype. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah, to really differentiate them at the start, but also drive home the the point of the character. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah if you just had like. You know, each character was there for a very specific point. And uh, if you just kind of threw a random one of me in the mix, it'd kind of be like, ah, what's your point in the film? Just to represent everybody else, maybe. But it's just like, oh, what's what's that with you? Oh, I don't know. I just don't really know what I want to do after school. (laughs) Just flying through life. (laughs) Who goes to detention on a Saturday because they have nothing better to do? Well, yeah, I mean, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. We ratings. We should probably yeah. We should probably do ratings. Brad, you. Brad, this is your. Are you okay, uh, this Brad? Is your baby. You? I know. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like you kind of. No, no, I was that, just listening to you guys. Mm, having that fun. feeling like I've, after I said all my stuff at the start. Of the thing, so. I was a bit. Like, um, oh, no. I'm going to give this a Bill and Ted's. Wow. Nice. Yeah, really. Even, even Stevens. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Get out of town. Uh, uh, L. Uh, look, I really enjoyed myself this time. I was surprised at what an easy watch it was. Uh, up against Bill and Ted, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know. I'm, so I think I'm sitting around like 62, I think, you know. Yeah, like, right. Like, enjoyed it. Good, great writing. But yeah, as I was saying, I was like, I, d- I definitely feel like it shifted into, wow, I'm enjoying this writing and these performances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More than being swept up in the story, Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Timothy? Okay. Um, Where do I sit? I should have prepared for this. (laughs) Uh, It's often like that, isn't it? Look, I do have a soft spot for this movie um, because I've seen it a few times and I find it very important to have these dialogues especially in a vulnerable situation with people that are clearly not in a in a in a, from thinking back to when I was a teenager this would be a very hard thing for me to even contemplate doing mm. even talking to these people in a detention mm-hmm. let alone getting to know them and um and that sort of thing so um, so yeah, so there's you know, uh, there is a little bit there that I can, I can look at and think like it does actually make me reflect a bit on my high school really? years a little bit. Yeah, just yeah. I mean, I had my own troubles in high school, but I think that it's yeah. Is there it's, a, it's, a fair bit of nostalgia in this film for you? There is for me. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it's definitely a nostalgia glasses type thing. Mm. Mm. But it's not a movie that I have seen a lot of times. Like it's not. Like, it wouldn't be like Ghostbusters where you watch it once a year. I, it's, no. you know, I'd I'd remember it and go, oh yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. I might mm. pop that on. But in saying that, it's probably been a few years at least since I've last watched it. So, mm. um, so I'd probably give. It, I'd I'd probably sit around. I'm close to Al, I reckon. I'd probably sit around sixty. I reckon just because I do think that there's some bits in it that have aged that I just struggle with yeah. a lot now. Yeah. Um, I, like for me, it's it's not a relatable film. Um, it's I definitely came on. I think I got on board with it too late. But again, at the same well, time, thirty five years old. So I mean, true. But I think if I'd watched this as a teenager with the intention of relating to these characters, again, I wouldn't have. Um, I don't. I don't know why it bothers me. Uh, I mean, obviously, I can understand without completely understanding why people are a big fan of this film. Like, I can see why people would like it, but I don't have that understanding mm-hmm. myself. Uh, so I'm going to bring the bar down a bit. I'd probably only give it about a... Let's go with 24%. Sure. So it's not yeah. scraping the bottom of the barrel. I respect it, but... Yeah, I, I was. Just, I, I think I'm more confused I about mean, the hype. I mean, Bill and Ted's a great film. I mean, like, gotta, Bill and Ted's a great <laughs> film. <laughs> At the end of the, like, I think I rated high because I, the fact that I like this movie and not really a whole lot happens. Like, it's mm. it's very simple. Well, it could easily be a stage play. There, yeah, perfect. Yeah, it could. Perfect. It really Absolutely. could. Like one set. It could be one set on a stage, 
and that's it. Mm. Um, get get uh, five really good teenage actors in to hold the yeah. hold everything else together, and you've got. And I'm surprised that hasn't been done. That's to a good be point, honest. actually. Yeah. But maybe we should that's get a good into money that. making. San Diego's production Breakfast Club. Look, honestly, I I reckon I would have scored this heaps lower before the conversation coming into this podcast. I was like, I'm going to shred this movie. Did the old Al trick. I'm going to give it two percent, but yeah, yeah, took a page out of the book of Al and um, I think through the discussion have found a little more respect for it so yeah we bring each other up don't we mm. yeah but I will never watch it again I can guarantee that okay yeah, there you go yeah cool, cool. where can you find us Timmy oh <laughs> <laughs> thanks for thanks for that um please send us a film request um, please 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 um, send us film <laughs> um, send us a request for your film yeah. So yeah, search it, search us uh, on Facebook, Sam Demas School Film. Uh, we're on Instagram as well, Sam Demas Film. Send us an email, sandemasfilm at gmail dot com. Um, but yeah, do send us a request. We'd love it. Give us a rating on the Sam Demas scale. Um, so yeah, we have we we're, we as we've I think as we've demonstrated, we will talk about anything that's thrown at us. So <laughs> which is a uh, uh, we're all regretting that rule now, but that's okay. That's <laughs> That's just part of the game. So, yeah. Uh, I know I, I know we've just like pandered to listener requests, but I think we should keep going. I, I enjoyed that one. Okay. And I oh, think yeah, we okay. get to choose another film. And I think that puts you next, Tim. Oh, bugger. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Or I can dip into the list if you um, completely oh God, panicked. I'm so excited right now. Or would you, no, like, no, to, no, no. Or would you I, like to look at my no, list? No, no. See, Timmy, he <laughs> throw, Timmy throws out some bangers. You know, yeah. He's got some good choices. This information could have been useful to me yesterday. <laughs> we should start choosing off each other's lists. <laughs> oh, that's a fantastic idea. But that means that that's we then need to... a terrible idea. No, that means we then need to disclose and like you know <laughs> share our lists, which I just don't think I'm willing to... Uh, not willing to punish you guys with that just yet. Guys, this is great padding. Keep padding away. I, honestly, padding, though, padding, padding. Padding. <laughs> My, you know, I, I know I've been throwing us under the bus with some terrible films. I think I've actually got a couple of crackers lined up. So oh, yeah. for uh, for uh, future episodes, I think I've got some good choices. Look, I would be lying if I said I didn't make Tim go next to get to my choice quickly. <laughs> yeah, valid point. Because I've got an absolute ball terror. I wouldn't mind oh, doing it. Could we, really? Yeah. Could we potentially do a listener request now just to get me off the hook? Al, then, quickly uh, send a message to face uh, to Facebook requesting the film that you want to choose yeah. and we can select it as a re- listener request. <laughs> as a listener request. <laughs> oh, it seems my partner has picked this film. That sounds <laughs> like cheating. <laughs> yeah. Insane. That sounds... Oh, no, 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 no. It's flawless, mate. It's no, no cheating around here. It's irrefutable. It's everything that it needs to be. Um, Are you sure you haven't got no. it? I'm really hanging for a Timmy film. Oh, I've got it. I've got it. Um, great padding, guys. Great padding. Um, I'm excited. And I've actually mentioned it relatively recently. Oh, um, Got to do Broken Arrow again. <laughs> oh, damn, how'd you know? <laughs> Johnny Rico! Uh, it's a 1999 film. 99. Um, okay. uh, it has one of the favourites of the San Diego School of Film, Tom Hanks. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, I think I, think I know I'm with David you. Morse. The Return of Sam Rockwell. Yeah. The Green, Green Mile. Mile. Nice. Right. You did mention it. I did. Cool. I think in our last episode, potentially, because mm-hmm. it was a Sam Rockwell. It's on my list that I just looked at, so... Yeah, right. Take that off. Wow. Interesting fact. Never seen it. This is going to be good because this is... Oh, yeah. I'm going to have a lot to say about this. Okay. This is going to be good. So the Green Mile. We'll do All that. Right. Okay. Green Mile. Cool. Perfect. Oh, well, before you, <laughs> before you hit that button, uh, thanks for listening. Get <laughs> to each other and pot on dudes. Yeah. <laughs>